Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Prime time only on Money FM 89.3. Now, Singapore is, as you very well may know by now, in the midst of a COVID-19 wave once again. The Omicron subvariants BA.4 and BA.5 accounting for about half of the total number of cases here. As of last Tuesday, there were more than 16,800 new COVID-19 cases recorded in Singapore. On Wednesday, that is the latest numbers we have, almost three times the number of cases the day before. The last time... Single-day cases were this high was back in March 9th, after the then-Omicron wave had peaked. The World Health Organization chief is warning that COVID-19 pandemic is nowhere near over and the virus is running freely, he said, given the fresh waves of infection. So what is really happening right now? And what should we be doing to protect ourselves and our loved ones? Dr. Leung Ho Nam, an infectious disease specialist at Mount Elizabeth Novena Hospital, is joining us now to share some knowledge about what's really happening. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you. Doctor, data from the WHO says that this BA.5, the latest COVID-19 variant, is fueling all the fresh surges that we are seeing. So what do we know about this particular variant? BA5 is one of those variants which can outrun the previous ones. And the previous ones, we are talking about BA1 and BA2. And there used to be another one, uh, which is BA5, 1521, that outrun all of them. Mm. So it is the number one. Think of it as a race, and all the viruses are trying to outdo each other in terms of transmission, in terms of infecting other people. BA5 is the one that's coming out tops. So they run faster, but the good thing is that they don't cause more severe illness. And then some people already sent me WhatsApp messages saying that the BA5 causes more severe disease. No, that's not true. For everybody else, it is about the same as severity as BA2. But for the very immunocompromised and those with pre-existing heart problems and diabetes, kidney problems, etc., it can still cause quite a bit of havoc. So hence, we need to be very, very careful. Okay, so talking about outrunning, you're talking that about how fast it is to infect other people? Correct. What it can do is it binds better to the receptors in the cells so it can outcompete and it improves with the come on. The BA5 will outrun BA2 mm-hmm. and in turn cause infection first. And in turn, the virus, the body will then be infected with BA5 and then spread on to other people through BA5. That is, the speed of transmission is much faster for BA5, about 10 to 30% advantage. Okay, without getting into technical detail or too scientific, let's just try to understand why this Omicron is evolving or mutating into a different variant or why COVID-19, for that matter, is mutating. Because, you know, we all got our, many of us anyway, got our vaccinations, got our booster shots, but then this is still evolving. What is happening with the virus? The virus has one aim to dominate the world. And it wants to dominate the world and take over and infect every single person. But as the person gets infected with uh, the initial alpha, delta, whatever variant there is, Mm -hmm. the body learns to build up a resistance against it. And in turn, then the virus will say, I can't overcome this resistance because of the previous exposure. Then the virus realizes that it evolved to overcome this resistance. And then it evolves and then has to get Omicron and the other variants. 
So BA5, for example, evolved so as to overcome the barriers which the immune system has built up for BA2, which means when, when you've been infected with BA5 for now, it will try to evolve further to overcome the barriers installed by BA5 immunity. Uh-huh. So it will keep getting infected again and again and again. And that is the unfortunate thing. We'll be under the yoke mm. of COVID-19 for many, many more months to years to come. Okay, while this evolves, I mean, there is, of course, hope, common people like myself, that it will evolve into a weaker strain, which we thought was happening with the new Omicron strain. Is this still the case or is it really evolving into something that, you know, can, can outrun okay. the human immunity system? You can look at it this way. From the Delta to Omicron, there was a sudden jump and the severity of illness was much, much milder. Mm-hmm. Delta was a lot more severe. And I can tell you, I'd rather handle 10 cases of Omicron now than one case of Delta. It is that much of a Okay. But between Omicron at the very beginning of BA1, BA2, and now BA5, the severity of illness hasn't turned milder. So it's always the hope that as it evolves, it becomes milder. But between BA1, 2, and now 5, I don't think that has happened yet. So where does vaccination come in then at this point? Many of us here in Singapore have had our double vaccine, have been boosted as well. Many are already getting their second booster. Will this help? It does. Okay, you should try to tune in to my YouTube channel where we discuss this a little bit more, okay. the more details. The vaccination trains up two arms of immunity, the B-cell arm and the T-cell arm. The B-cell arm, think of it as missile, anti-aircraft, they shoot out as the virus tries to come into your airspace. Mm-hmm. But because your virus has mutated, your missiles don't hit attack uh, the flying viruses that well. So eventually the virus will land because the missiles missed, then your T cell, which is trained by the vaccines, will come to play and try to block it. Now, the T cell arm is the most important one. As you realize, the missiles will prevent the landing and hence prevent infection, but T cells will determine the severity of Okay. So, those people who have been vaccinated and boosted, you will still fall sick because you have been vaccinated and boosted. Mm-hmm. Is much lesser. In general, vaccinated and boosted individuals have a 10 times lower risk of severe. If double boosted, it just falls by another 10 times further. So that really effectively lowers the rates from 1% down to 0.01%. Excellent. Mm. Okay, I tried to get a booster, a second booster today, but I'm not of the age group yet. So, oh, I'm good for you. <laughs> but you, I do. It's a more precious commodity. <laughs> I, you know, but the thing is, I'm underage by like a year and a half. So, I thought, you know, I can get away with it, but perhaps not. Now, the good thing is, I haven't had any of the COVID virus at all. I wish not to have them. But because we are vaccinated, and as you mentioned, you know, our protection, we have a certain sort of protection level from vaccination, from natural immunity and things like that. It turns out Singaporeans are not very worried about this new Omicron variant anymore. So does this pose a danger, though? Because when we're not worried, we are less likely to, you know, observe all the precautions we were doing back in the day two years ago. Yes and no. I think parents are not worried because they are young, 
and they are not likely to fall severely ill. But if you look at another group of individuals who have elderly at home, they're exceptionally paranoid. Mm. So half of us are and half of us aren't. But my caution is to everyone, everyone, including those who are young. You see, the moment the health system is overwhelmed with too many patients, the whole healthcare system can start sinking, tilting, and will be under strain. Which means that if you need, you have a heart attack, you have a stroke, you have very bad dengue fever, you may not get a hospital bed, and this will incur cost death. Mm. Death in many, many individuals, which is not necessary. So everyone, it's not just about protecting myself, but everyone has a role in the healthcare system going strong. This means avoiding falling sick or slow down the rate of infection so the healthcare system can. It's literally like the phone lines. If 100 people try to call your phone lines now, nobody will get through. Person, nobody get through. Yeah. So if everybody calls every one to two minutes and cope with it, everyone gets a answer and slow down the rate of infection mm-hmm. and the health system can make you better. Okay, another uh, question that is very important, I think, in everybody's mind, including my co-host who is working from home right now because someone from her household tested positive and is still positive as of today. So as an abundance of precaution, we told her, we told my co-host Bharti Jagdish to, you know, just work at home for the moment. She's testing negative so far for the last five days already, I think, or more than that. Is she safe? Is she safe to come out? Is she safe to sit beside me and co-host the show with me? I think a lot of us has this question as well. Was she infected? She's not infected, but somebody from the household is infected. Okay. So in this situation, uh, the ministry does have a set of rulings, which is you do a self-test antigen. If you're negative, if you're negative, you can come and go ahead and go on to work. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Okay. If you fall sick, if you realize that you're very scratchy throat, or runny nose, by work, self-test itself. If they're positive, go back home. So negative, proceed to work. Positive, stay uh, stay back at home. Mm. Now, if you are positive, the rule of the thumb is this. From day seven onwards, you have low risk of transmission. And from day 10 onwards, you have no risk of transmission. I'll say that again. Seven, low risk. Ten, no risk. So even though if you are positive on day seven, day eight, for most people, the risk of transmission is very low. Go, you can go back to work, wear a mask, and then keep a little bit of social distancing, and you're fine. If you can afford to work from home, the company allows it, then work from home till day 10 because you will be very safe for your colleagues. So I've seen people doing ART tests daily. Is that even necessary? Now that you mentioned day seven, you might still test the double line up until day 10. You will have the double line. But after day 10, you can't infect anyone anymore, right? Great question. And then I can tell you I've got people who are still positive on day 20. You see, the test tests for a viral particle, a viral part. Mm. Uh, It could be the spike protein or the M protein, whatever. In other words, it's looking for body parts of the virus. It doesn't tell you it is alive or dead, but just a body part. Ah. So it doesn't tell you if it's infectious or non-infectious. My answer to you or to everybody is forget testing. Go with day seven or day 10. That would be the better ruling. If you really need to go out, there's an important wedding to go to, self-test, 
expect to play your part for the others. If you're negative on day three, on day four, and you're negative, by all means, you can go up. But if you can, hold on to seven and ten. Okay, going back to day one of the person who might have been exposed to somebody in the same household, testing negative, went out as normal during the day, comes back at night, tests again, and then positive. What happens in between? Did they potentially infect somebody else that they may have come in contact with? Absolutely. That person may potentially spread to other people. But you, you ought to be aware that many individuals are asymptomatic. Mm. When I say asymptomatic, that means they feel completely well. And yet the virus lives in their nose, comes out of their nose as they breathe in and out, or comes out of their mouth as they have a cough or just have a irri- or some, some irritation. Right. So you can pick up the virus so easily from many people. In fact, you speak to the people who have fallen sick with COVID-19 and ask them, where do you think you got it from? And they say, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. It just struck me because in truth, so many people in Singapore have it. If you put down your mask and dig into your favorite bowl of noodles, the person who walked past you may have just spread the virus to you. Oh. It is so nice to hear your thoughts on this, doctor, because it just reassures everyone that we'll be fine if we take the necessary precautions. Doctor, thank you very much for sharing your insights on this. Dr. Leong Honam, infectious disease specialist at Mount Elizabeth Novena Hospital. And you have a YouTube page where you explain all of this. What is your YouTube channel, yes. doctor? YouTube channel is Rofi Clinic, R-O-P-H-I, Clinic, C-L-I-N-I-C. Watch the do I need a second booster? The four questions you have to ask. All right. Thank you very much for that. And we will have a look at your YouTube channel, Dr. Dr. Leung Ho. Thank you, sir. Here on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.